1: Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan.
2: And I'm producer Rihanna Cruz.
1: All right, it's Chartbreakers time. The segment where we take a listen down a chart looking for triumphs, disasters, and oddities. We haven't looked at Billboard's Hot 100 in a minute, and there has been some funky things going on. Unexpected drum and bass and Jersey house collabs, a disgraced country star making a questionable comeback, and an out-of-nowhere 50s ballad all jockeying for their moment in the charts. Rihanna, why don't you kick it off?
2: Yeah, speaking on that Jersey Club drum and bass collab, we have Boys a Liar Part Two by Pink Pantherist and Ice Spice, currently at number four. Have you guys heard that one before?
3: I have not, and it kicks ass. I love this. I will say that the part two is new to me, mm. but it's not really a part
1: two. It's actually just a remix of a song that was already existing that I had been getting down to.
2: Yeah, they just they just sprinkled part two on it and added ice <laughs> spice and, you know, it became a brand new song. This week, the track jumped up 10 spots from number 14 to number four and highlights the artist at the center, Pink Pantheris. So Pink Panthers has been around for a few years and she's become known for her sort of zoomer take on the subgenre of UK garage. Hmm. Shuffling rhythms, sped up or chopped vocals. A good example of this is the song Wishing I Were Home by Todd Edwards.
3: Uh. That's so good.
1: <laughs> Love Todd Edwards. Know him well for his collaborations with Daft Punk.
2: Yeah, you could hear similarities in that track with the Pink Panthers instrumental. You know, it's like the little chirpy kind of like ringtone-esque background.
3: Do do do. That little mm. Nokia like that. ringtone counter melody. <laughs> right.
2: So, Boys Alive parts one and two are both produced by Muramasa, who is, you know, a notable house producer in his own right. He combines the UKG style that Pink Pantherist has come to be known for with a Jersey club beat. It's super clear at the start of the song. Take a look inside your heart. Is there any room bop, 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 bop. Exactly. That kick that I think. I think that like when, you know, the show Jersey Shore was on MTV, they you know, they did fist pumping and it fits, you know, it's fist pumping music, <laughs> it's dancing music.
3: UK GTL <laughs> UK exactly. Garage Jersey UK Gym Gym tan, tan Laundry, laundry. Charlie. Charlie, do you even know who the situation is? Or DJ Polly? I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Me thinks Charlie didn't watch Jersey Shore.
3: No, I did not. All right, well.
2: So, anyway, <sighs> I'd, I'd, <laughs> back to Jersey Club, though. It is kind of having a moment over the past year. You know, you could hear it on Boys a Liar. Drake did it on Honestly, Nevermind.
0: Catching a flight. You think we're moving too fast? I'm intoxicated.
1: I feel like this song captured so much attention because of the bed spring beat, but what you're saying is that we should be paying attention to the kick drum, the bup 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 bup.
2: Yeah, I mean the bed squeak though is also a notable sample in Jersey Club. It's really indicative of the sound. Yeah, no, totally.
1: Uh... I wonder what it signifies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? But it's not just Pink Pantherus and Drake that are doing this. Looking at the charts. You could hear it in Lil Uzi Vert's Just Wanna Rock, which is currently on number 12. So, once again, the syncopated beat, right? The duh, 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 duh the hallmark of Jersey Club mm. is all over the charts.
3: When I hear this Lil Uzi Vert track and these other examples of Jersey Club, I'm struck by the intensity of the sound it grabs a hold of you and you you notice it immediately i can see why people on the dance floor in the jersey clubs rihanna maybe maybe you've been one of them would gravitate <laughs> towards this sound and, and i see why pop artists would in turn appropriate it because it cuts through everything else on the radio the sheer emphasis on the deep repetitive syncopated sound of the bass makes this sound stand out on the charts
2: Yes, and speaking of things that stand out on the charts right now, the difference between Boys a or Part Two and the original is of course Bronx rapper Ice Spice.
0: So I tell him it's one of me He making fun of me His girl is a me Like that boy is a cap. He home but I know where he, at. Like,
2: he Ice Spice is currently one of the most talked about rappers online right now She blew up for her track Munch And she has both a very distinctive flow and ear for mm. beats It's evidenced by her song Bikini Bottom
0: How can I lose if I'm already toast? Like if she hot, then
2: I and Ice Spice has another track on the Hot 100 currently at number 70 in her mood just want to a There's
1: that Jersey Club beat again
2: Exactly Maybe it's the connection between you know ice spices from the Bronx you know New York right next to New Jersey maybe they sprinkled a little <laughs> bit of that Jersey club onto her work but um my friend Letitia called ice spices flow unbothered which I <laughs> I totally get you know it makes it easy for her lines to kind of burrow into your brain in this sort of monotonous cadence and she starts her verse on boys a liar the same way
0: he said I'm good enough
1: yeah her timing is a little loose yeah her vocal style has this very natural spoken rasp to it she's kind of talking at a mid-level volume close to the mic it's unbothered it's very relaxed
2: Exactly. And like that specific, like, grouping of, of phrase, right? Like, he said that I'm good enough, grabbing my da da da, thinking about stuff that I shouldn't have. It's super catchy. And it, and it makes a lot of sense to me why this is so high up. Because between, you know, TikTok, Twitter, I think I've even heard the song on radio. It has that replay value and feels like a high point for, you know, these two artists, Pink Panthers and Ice Spice, who are making great music propelled by virality. It's like a culmination of like their sounds hitting at exactly the right time.
3: Boys of Liar part two stands at number four on the Hot 100. And if we go down to the next song at number five, we find Last Night by Morgan Wallen. Last night we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said but we said it all You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met But baby baby something's telling me this ain't over yet No way Now Morgan Wallen is someone we haven't heard about for a while two years to be exact because that was when the country star was recorded by a ring cam drunkenly hurling profanities at his friends after a night out including a racial epithet and after this video was made public there was a swift backlash from the country music establishment his songs were removed from country radio his record contract was suspended. Hmm. And Morgan himself kind of disappeared. He went to rehab for a month. He pledged to donate $500,000 to various causes for black culture and also said that he would sit down with leaders of the black community. Okay.
1: And now he has a song at number five where he has the lyric, last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. Hmm. It feels like he's
3: poking a troll when this incident occurred two years ago it prompted what some saw as a reckoning in country music yeah uh, a chance to face head-on some of the entrenched racism in the fields of country music this was a moment when black artists in country like mickey guyton former switched on pop guest spoke publicly about the hostile environment that they'd experienced working in Nashville. Yeah. It's a moment when scholars began to look at the prevalence of black artists in country and discovered that over the last twenty years, only one point five percent of artists on country radio were artists of color. And many hope that out of this dialogue something productive would happen, that this state of affairs, the status quo might change. And now, two years later, with Morgan Wallen reappearing on the charts, embarking on a sold out tour, maybe we can reconsider whether that's the case. And unfortunately, I, I-, I fear the answer is a resounding no. Yeah. Nothing has changed in country.
2: I mean, clearly, because he has seven songs on the Billboard Hot 100 right now. 7% of the Hot 100 is dedicated to Morgan Wallen right now. That's crazy.
3: What does this say? To be frank, I think it says that Morgan Wallen is a very talented artist. And And if we listen to his biggest song, You Proof, I think we hear the distillation of why he's so successful. He has a really appealing, slightly grizzled voice, great phrasing, accompaniment. That's powerful, but also kind of laid back. He motions towards authenticity from country's roots while also incorporating modern sounds. Let's take a listen to the chorus of you proof. Trap country, I guess. Right, Charlie, you hear those trap hi-hats borrowed from hip-hop combined with pedal steel guitar. And 808 kicks that are also very much borrowed from hip-hop, yeah. It's a cool blend. It's very effective. I think it helps explain why Wallen has been so successful. But it also highlights how upsetting it is that someone who has built their career on appropriating these sounds from hip-hop can use a racial slur... Offer a kind of half-assed apology and then continue with his career as though nothing happened. And if you're wondering, he must have done something in the last two years to address this monumental event in his life. I think his interview with Michael Strahan on Good Morning America suggests that he did very little reflection during that time. So do you believe there is a race problem in country music overall? I mean... It, it, it would, it would seem that way. Yeah. You know, I haven't really, I haven't really sat and thought about that. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> just, I, 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 my jaw is on the floor. Like your career was derailed. You started uh reckoning across country music for two years. You've been waiting to talk about what you've learned and you say, <sighs> I haven't really thought about it. It feels even further insincere
1: to me that he says he hasn't thought about it because that opening lyric of last night feels like he's addressing that event of getting drunk and using the N-word in public and the whole reckoning afterwards. He says... Last night we let the liquor talk
3: I can't remember everything we said But we said it all
1: Last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. It's like, yeah, he said hmm. even the thing he wasn't supposed to say, and now he's gotten hmm. away with it.
2: But I also feel like maybe you were giving him too much credit. Maybe like he just like <laughs> doesn't have the foresight to even <laughs> consider that these would be relatable to his past experiences, because clearly he like doesn't think about that. You know,
1: didn't he also go to rehab and we're writing about songs getting too drunk to remember things? It's like
3: it's it's a weird way to represent yourself. It feels it feels as though nothing has happened. Yeah. And and I think that's what's sad about this moment and what this number five entry on the Billboard charts speaks to is the chance for country to actually deal with this legacy and do something concrete to make the space of country more welcoming to artists of color. And this Morgan Wallen song, however you interpret it, Charlie, it just, it's very present symbolizes like, no, we're not going to do that. That was just lip service.
1: And furthermore, to go on Good Morning America, like you have a team of PR folks preparing you for that conversation. So it's hard for me to assume some kind of ignorance on his part. This feels... To me, it feels intentional. It feels like he's playing to a new political reality of such fierce conservative backlash that he can get away with anything. He doesn't even have to address his past.
3: In as much as country music does express a certain political stance, I, I I think you're right, Charlie. There There is a security and even an advantage to sticking to your guns. I mean... The the reality is that after this incident two years ago, Morgan Wallen's streams on Spotify spiked way up. And the money he, he claimed to have donated to these black causes, he claims is the money he made during that spike in sales, half a million dollars. So as Rihanna pointed out, 7% of the Hot 100 is Morgan Wallen. <laughs> But I'm happy to report that that there is more out there in the world of country that, that might be challenging the, the status quo. Mm. There's artists like Zach Bryan, who's returning country to its acoustic roots. There's Kane Brown, a mixed race artist who sings in Spanish and brings a, a different look to to the country Hot 100. There's young up and comers like Breeland, who are bringing R&B and soul into the, the sound of mainstream country. And there's one of my favorite artists right now who doesn't appear on the Hot 100 but does appear on the country charts. That's Tyler Childers and his song, The Way of the Triune God. like a New Orleans honky-tonk.
2: Wow. I, I love that.
3: I know. I, I totally agree. And the, and the fact that artists like Tyler Childers are starting to find mainstream success does make, make me feel a little optimistic about what the future of country might hold. When I listen to this, I hear the rich and diverse roots of country music, a reminder that this isn't this white male music, that it's full of blues and gospel and jazz, and old-time religion, and artists like Tyler Childers tapping into that history, that might be a way for country to actually face its past head-on and build something new for the future. Do we know if he partnered with black musicians in creating the sort of New Orleans hybrid country thing? I don't know, Charlie, and that's a good question because it's one thing to pay homage to this sound. It's, It's another thing to actually create the conditions of recording that would. Amend some of these historic inequities. So, I don't know, that's a good question worth looking into.
1: All right, I'll, I'll follow up on that. I think it's time to take a break from the existential crisis within country music. And when we come back, look at some songs that are truly out of their time on the Hot 100.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs>
1: Something we see more and more on the Hot 100 are songs and artists that are out of their time. Like just the other week, Mac DeMarco's song Heart to Heart from 2019, a tribute to Mac Miller, went on the Hot 100 briefly because of its success on TikTok. TikTok is driving so many songs that are from the past into the present. Lady Gaga has her song Bloody Mary at number 55 because of a mashup of a Netflix show Wednesday with a high-speed, sped-up version of Bloody Mary, again, trending on TikTok. Miguel's 2010 Sure Thing is currently at number 31, (laughs) And three Rihanna songs are also on the Hot 100, of course, because of her Super Bowl performance. But of all of the examples on the Hot 100 right now that lead us into the past, I think one of the strangest is a song called Creepin' by The Weeknd, Metro Boomin' and 21 Savage. This song is a wormhole of time, because at first you think maybe it's an interpolation of I Don't Wanna Know, the 2000 song by Mario Winans.
2: I mean, the songs are so similar, you could even go so far as to say it's a cover. They're just the same song.
1: Okay, but if you go further down the wormhole, this sample was previously used by the Fugees in 1996 on Ready or Not.
3: Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. Gonna
2: find you and take it slowly.
1: And that leads us to the most (laughs) unlikely credit, on the Billboard Hot 100 at this moment. Nate, who are you hearing in that sample? Lauren Hill? No, Nate. Lauren Hill of the Fugees did not make this sound. It is also a sample that takes us back to 1987. To the weirdest credit, it's an Enya song called Bodicea. Mm.
2: Incredible song. So beautiful.
1: So, Enya.
3: The goddess of new age music is currently on the Hot 100. I think this is wonderful. A testament to how you never know what you're going to find on the Billboard Hot 100. We can keep going back in time on the Hot 100 right now.
1: There is a song that sounds like it's straight out of the 50s. An era that you only hear on the Billboard during the holidays. But the holidays are over. It's late winter. No more holiday songs on the billboard, but we do still have a sign of the fifties in Steven Sanchez's Until I Found You.
3: I would never fall in love again until I found her. I said I would never fall in there since you. I've
1: Song oozes fifties nostalgia. It's coming from a young Nashville based songwriter. Steven Sanchez, he has built up quite a fan base on TikTok. He is uh, signed to Republic Records. He's just been putting out music for a couple of years, but this song, really blew up. Mm. Over six months, he put out at least 30 TikToks to my account (laughs) promoting this song. At First, a sort of tame one of him hanging around an airport waiting to get home. But then he realized the secret to all internet success. He posted a video of him doing the song with his cat. And that video had 2.4 million plays on TikTok. He doubled down on the cat videos with another cat video <laughs> that has 56.6 million plays featuring his cat. And so this song skyrocketed up the viral 50 on Spotify and has been hanging out on Billboard for 33 weeks. It's peaked at number 23 and it's still hanging on. I just today was texting with the producer, Ian Fitchuk, who helped make this song. And what he said about it is that for being a pop hit, it's interesting that there are only four elements: guitar, bass, drums, piano. It is so spare, simple fifties pop music.
3: Okay, but beside that sparseness, like, why does this song sound so? Fifties, because you, you hear it and you're like, wait, what decade am I in?
1: I'd say that it starts with the tremolo guitar that you hear at the top of the song. This was an extremely popular sound in the 50s and into the 60s. It reminds me of the opening chord on the Everly Brothers' Let It Be Me. And then you have the meter, right? This was a quintessential rhythm of ballads of the era. It makes me think of Richie Valens' we belong, together. You're
0: mine, and we belong Together.
1: Even the choice of percussion is extremely of the past. Layered with the snare drum is a tambourine hit. It reminds me so much of the Renettes walking in the rain. Even the way his voice is stylized is of the past. It's in this giant echoey reverb chamber, maybe like a plate reverb. The sound is huge. The vocal is cavernous. It's akin to the Righteous Brothers' unchained melody. There's even a lyric that, for me, was just a dead ringer. I'm guessing Nate, you probably caught it.
2: Georgia.
3: Crazy, the song by Patsy Cline.
2: <laughs> crazy.
3: Ooh.
2: I'm crazy for Georgia. Remind me of all. Nice.
1: I didn't even catch that. Those melodies are really close in that in that very opening moment. Georgia, crazy. Same melodic leap. Descending major six. That's uncanny, Nate. I, I actually wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of the lyrical reference of Georgia.
0: Georgia. Georgia. The whole day through.
1: That's, of course... Ray Charles performing Georgia on my mind a song written in the 30s that he made particularly famous in the 1960s He's thought to be the definitive rendition the Georgia in question on the Steven Sanchez song is actually his ex-girlfriend named Georgia She had a saying on the original version of the song, but that's neither here nor there we're talking about 50s early 60s vibes and the thing that is giving me that feeling more than anything else on the song is in the harmony minor four chord yeah it's the nostalgia chord it is the
3: sad minor four you love that chord charlie you, were, you, you, you ever want to get under charlie's skin just give him that minor four and he'll, <laughs> he'll be like putty in your hands i literally found you. a playlist called minor
1: four try not to cry yeah it gets under my skin there are so many <laughs> examples. I think the best that sounds very akin to the Steven Sanchez song would be the ending of "In My Life" by the Beatles. There it is.
3: Love you more.
1: And then end with a nice major resolution. I have no grand theory about what is happening on Billboard's Hot 100 charts, but it is weird. If anything, maybe it's that we're all listening in our own little world and little worlds are popping up on the charts in ways that they haven't before. Nate, Rihanna, thank you for talking with me about Jersey Club, UK Garage, Country's Reckoning, and a time warp back into the 1950s. It's been a lot of fun. I'll, I'll break charts with y'all
3: anytime.
2: And until next time, chart you later. <laughs> ba
3: oh brother
2: oh brother
1: the hot 100 is so often just the things that we hear on top 40 radio but there are also oddities let us know what else you are hearing you can let us know at switched on pop on twitter and instagram we also have a tiktok at switched on pop
3: we also have merch I, I, I seem to recall oh we do we
1: have a website with merch fun hats different kinds of hats beanie hats trucker hats snapback
3: hats Bucket hats? I don't know if we have any bucket hats. We also have shirts and Ah, tees. We got to work on that. We got to get the buckets.
1: Okay. I'll make some bucket hats. All kinds of fun things. There are also some great pieces by Iris Gottlieb, our illustrator, which makes me think that we should tell you about who makes the show. We've got producer (laughs) Rihanna Cruz. We've got our engineer, Brandon McFarlane. Editor, Art Chung. Community manager, Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Nishat Kurwa and Hannah Rosen. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. We'll be back next Tuesday. And until then, thanks for for listening. listening.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you?